testing, testing, one, two, three. I'm going to stick my toe in to 2021 just to see how it be. Testing, testing, one, two, three. You are listening to Season 3 of Get Naked Therapist Podcast with LPC Chris. LPC is a licensed professional counselor who has over 15 years in the field of social services. Join LPC as she speaks with other licensed and non-licensed mental health healers and helping professionals to not only educate, but entertain you with 100% transparency. Let's talk about all the things we did not learn in school. Hey, y'all, just a heads up. It was all about a transfer issue. So at the very beginning of group project where I am introducing everybody or they're introducing themselves and then P. Lee starts to talk, turn up your volume in your headphones or wherever you're listening, turn up your volume. But then in about five minutes in, it will go to a regular volume. So I don't want y'all to jump wherever y'all are listening to all of a sudden it gets um, loud or regular volume. But just to let you know, heads up. January what the second and we are just about embarking upon 2021 I don't know how we got here so fast it seemed like we got here so fast but yet it was so slow last year I remember where I was in January 2020 I was actually quite fatigued and I did not have like the you know every year you come into a new year and you're like oof a new year new me new vision da 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 like i was trying to hype myself up this time last year because i had been through so many stuff so much stuff between november and january so i was really fatigued and so there was a lot of twists a lot of turns uh, in my personal life, in my professional life. And then when we be embarked upon January, it was very slow for the podcast. And I guess it was more of my energy. It was more of um, not marketing enough, but from January to February, I did not really understand what did I what I needed to do for this podcast. If I needed to um, revamp and come back because boom 2020 came and then I think the end of 2020 uh, in between that we had fires in Australia we had fires in the United States and then we had um, the death of Kobe Bryant at the end of January Kobe Bryant and his daughter and the um, the others that were on the plane so just the listenership was not there last January and February. So it was like we were hit back to back with so much stuff. And then once we kind of got up and had a break, it was like you couldn't get your breath long enough and something else was going to happen. And if you're like me, I feel things in the air. If you're empathic, you feel a lot of things. And some people would just say go about life, they bounce back and then they don't feel anything. If it's not directly affecting them, they just going about their day and they're okay. Even with 2020, people have had the best year this year. And sometimes it might feel insensitive, but you have to let people have their year. If that was, if 2020 was your best year, congratulations. I'm not hating on you. Pat yourself on the back. Um, I applaud you because I, you uh, did not experience the havoc. I mean, you were around to know that we had civil unrest, we had election issues, and we had a lot 
lot of other things worldwide and um, nationally, but I'm really glad that you had the best year of your life in 2020. Uh, for some of us, that was not ringing true. I lost so many people from church, and not just from COVID, uh, but from other things that was happening. So it was like we were losing one to two people per month, and it was like having to have funerals for a lot of different people, but also having funerals that were COVID restricted. So, and then worrying about, because that's what I, I've heard from people is that they've caught COVID while they were at a funeral. Um, and you know, in funeral services, you know, what we do, we hug, we love on people. Um, sometimes we, we're crying on people and things like that. So, you know, just having to memorialize people and back to back to back. And there's a such thing as COVID fatigue. And it's very real. There was a such thing as when uh, all summer long when we were having protests and things on the news and um, things on Facebook and all the social media outlets that were being bombarded by death, COVID death, um, unarmed black men and women death, um, bad news just left and right. And that's just social media. That's just the media. That's the world. That doesn't count what's going on in your family, in your personal life, in your professional life. Some people lost jobs this year. Some people lost their health this year. Like they survived COVID, they survived cancer, they survived accidents, uh, but they are um, having the health that they had at the beginning of the year is not the same health that they had at the end of the year. Some people have gotten better with their health during the year. Some people are going to emerge out of this quarantine looking differently. Either older, they're going to have more gray hair, they're going to not going to have any hair, <laughs> be bald. Um, some people are going to be heavier. Some people are going to be skinnier. And we just have to give grace wherever grace is needed and not to be insistent about where people are when you finally, when we all finally come out of this thing and we're able to travel and able to go see people five days a week and hug on our loved ones. So I wanted to give today, let me slow down. I wanted to give a brief moment of silence to just recognize that everybody that's listening was not affected the same, the same as I was or you were or the next guy was or next woman or whoever was not affected the same way in 2020. I know what I've read down my timeline on Facebook and Instagram. I know what I've seen. I know the prayers that I've prayed for people's parents and people's family members who are all sick at one time, people who had sudden deaths from different ailments that they didn't know about, and just job loss, financial loss, foreclosures, um, shutdowns, people not, if you're a musician out there or know a musician or love a musician, you know that tour dates and stuff were shut down, and majority of their money comes from touring. So it's just a lot, a wide range of things that were happening in 2020. You guys know that. Some people, if you if you don't know any of this, then you have been living under a rock. So I am going to give this, this moment um, as a memorial, memorial, excuse me, for those that we lost. And to commemorate those who have worked and those who have had issues and just bounce back from all of that was 2020, which we all did. We 
we bounce back. We have some scars. We have some wounds. We have open gashes in our hearts and on our bodies and our minds. We will never forget this ever in our history. Our children will know this and children's children will know about the pandemic of 2020. So I'm going to start out with this moment of silence. If you would like to join in with me, if not, you can go ahead and fast forward through this part. Thank you. Happy New Year, everybody. I'm glad that you're here for all of my first-time listeners and last-time listeners <laughs> and repeated listeners. Welcome. So today's session is called Group Project, and it's unlike any session I have done thus far in the year and a half, almost two years in the summer, that I've done this podcast and group project is basically myself and three, four other individuals who I used to work with. I previously worked with, we met each other in 2007 in a residential setting. So this is our conversation. Now this is going to be laid back, informal. I do ask questions of them and it's going to be some giggling. It's going to be some funny stuff. But we will touch on supervision, we'll touch on leadership, we'll touch on all the things that we learned since we have worked together in the years past that we've worked together and the reason why we are close today. So stick and stay, hopefully you will learn something as a new clinician and even as a seasoned clinician. So stay tuned. Yeah. 
talking face to Facebook and social media where we can do that. So yeah, so okay. So we all met at the same job. We met back in two thousand seven. This is now twenty twenty, so it's cool to have them at my house. So are you still we see we heard that T dub, we heard D C and Ashley are still in the field. Pee is in a different field now. But when we were meeting each other, we were all in residential. So what have you learned since the last time we were together and we were working together in residential? Go ahead, anybody. Let me jump in since I'm the only one of the group that's not in the field. Yeah. Um, one of the, the things that I have learned Sometimes when you have leaders that are unwilling to be open to new ideas and new new things or new ways of doing things, uh, it affects the morale. And I've dealt with that at several places that I've been. Yeah. Because uh, some people are intimidated by what you do now. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely, most definitely. So I appreciate that because we all have been in those situations where we have worked with leadership and now some of us are in leadership or some of us are doing some private things or working independently as contractors. But we know about being with leadership or you know about being a leader now. So yeah, those are some really good things. Anybody else learn something since our time in residential? I would say... <clears throat> And I'm going to give P. Lee credit for this, time management. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the things that I've been able to carry forward with me, regardless of what position I'm in. Um, when you have a lot of things going on, different tasks, different priorities, crisis, you have to learn how to manage your time. And I think um, that's probably what interests me in project management is the organization and the, uh, time management and helping people stay organized to meet their goals. Yeah. So I definitely learned that at, um, in residential. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we appreciate that for many years that, that, that has been a bit transferable skill. So that's awesome. That is awesome. Anybody else like to share what they've learned since the time we were together? I think I've learned to find my voice. Instead of just being a watcher and going from like a watcher to a leader, um, and I would have never learned that without working with you guys. Yeah, um, and it's amazing to not be a yes girl to stand up for what you believe in. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Most definitely, because we really had to stick together. When you have good workers, you want to stick together with another good worker or a good leader because in situations like being a residential, you're working with clients who are from different areas. They have different uh, diagnoses, different home backgrounds and things like that. So like communication is key. <laughs> Knowing who you work with, who has your back in certain crisis situations. Like we've had plenty of crisis situations at this table that we can remember. And <laughs> we laugh about it now, but it was so serious back then. Like we were up 
at mm. night. We most of us was in school, grad school, not getting sleep, all those type things. And DCS or Department of Children's Services for you all who are outside of Tennessee. Um, and just talking to a various wide array of people, you know, so working with kids who stole cars before and stole keys and stole our cars. So if you're just now starting out in the field, these are one of those moments where we call the trenches. So we were really in the trenches together. And I think that's what makes us as close as we are because we remember those times. Now there's sometimes we won't we we not won't go back to those times whatsoever. I don't have it in me. Y'all have it in you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't run out the keys anymore. I can't do it. My my ankles won't let me. Some of us have had surgery since then, <laughs> so <laughs> won't let us do that anymore. But yes, these are one of those learning lessons. So what with what you're doing now, do you see yourself? Doing that for is that your forever job? Is that what you want to do? If you care to share, I say with me, uh, I like what I do. I love helping people, and I feel like it's a calling. Um, but at times, it is draining. I mean, it does take a lot out of you, and I mean, you take it home. I mean, some of the things that you see on the job, you take it home with you. So um, it is draining. But I, I see myself in being. I see myself being in ser- uh, social services for probably the rest of my life because I feel like it's a calling in my life. So mm-hmm. I see myself doing it forever. So in some form or fashion. Okay. Okay. So are, again, social services, some people start out in it and leave it and maybe come back to it. And sometimes, so I see Peely, you are all in logistics now. Mm-hmm. What made you decide to go ahead and leave the field? Well, actually it was more... It was about uh, self-care. My body told me that I had to if I wanted to remain six feet on top of the ground. Mm -hmm. Uh, I lost my mom and my brother uh, on the same day, seven hours apart, back in 2015. Mm -hmm. Um, I also lost uh, an opportunity uh, to work for for an agency that I had given a lot of blood, sweat, and tears for 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 a lot of years. Oh, yeah. and then, so I, I just uh, just did nothing for a while. Then I drove for Uber and Lyft, and that was uh, the most therapeutic thing that I ever mm-hmm. ever done in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of helping kids find the light, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, uh, I don't plan on going back to social services. But I feel mm-hmm. like wherever I am, I'm making a difference mm-hmm. uh, because regardless of what you do, I think. Every organization is built on relationships. They're either healthy or unhealthy. So that's what I try to bring to the table. Uh, and also just helping people utilize the skills that they do have to, to do the very best at, at whatever it is they do. Mm-hmm. And I'm still making a difference yeah. regardless. Every place that I've worked, and it's been warehouses because I needed to do some thinkless work yeah. where there wasn't yeah. a lot of heart yeah. uh, put into it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I carried the weight. Yeah. And, uh, and it was about to take me out. And yeah. My life is more important. So. All right. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. I, that's one of the reasons why yeah. I started this podcast. Uh, <laughs> and I would jump on and say, and I know uh, P. Lee is not going, going back to social services, but I feel like she's implanted seeds in all of us mm-hmm. that her legacy still mm-hmm. goes on. So I feel like everything I do, I'm like, man, you know, 
whole P. Lee do in this situation. So <laughs> I had to revert back to that sometimes and see what she does because, I mean, when I started this field, I was like 22, 23. Mm -hmm. yep. She's been my mentor to just yep. hard. I mean, it, sometimes it was rough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was rough. Hard knows. You're right. Yeah. But I look at it now. I could only see so much of this pie, and she was seeing the whole oh, pie. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I appreciate it so much. So, I, yeah. like I said, her legacy lives on in all of us. So. Most definitely. I think that's a good point. And being a leader, one of the things, a um, few things that P. Lee said that, that still lives with me today is that we need to look at our roles when you're dealing with people in any position. Just as important as like a surgeon. Right. Mm -hmm. A surgeon's job is no more important than ours because we're changing young, at that time, young people's lives. Mm -hmm. um, and then her ability to look at the skill set and, and now being a leader and being a previous leader, I thought about that. You, you meet the staff where they are. Of course, you build them up, but you, right. you work with their strengths. Mm -hmm. So where um, C-Dub and I were uh, a team, there were things that C was good at and strong in that I maybe uh, wasn't as strong, but then vice versa. And, and P. Lee was able to build on that, and then together we made a strong team. Mm -hmm. So supervising staff in the past and in direct service, that's one thing that I always thought about. Um, she said, if you take, you can teach anybody to play ball, but give me somebody that has the heart and I can teach them how to play versus somebody that has the skill to play and doesn't have the drive. Mm. So mm -hmm. that's something that has, has lived with me. And Courtney, you said it best. Her her legacy lives on through all of us. Yes, he does. Yes. <laughs> all right. All right. You know, we're going to hear some real names up in this piece. <laughs> but Thanks, yeah, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. These, these are really good Good points, uh, because you do learn from your experiences. Again, we were we were younger back then mm. you know, when I green. started working. We were green. Yes, most definitely. So having a leadership type boss that's not going to let you fall. Right. You know, I'm too hard nosed to let you fall because if you fall, I'm falling too. You right? right? <laughs> we hey, one go down. Yes, but so, even in your greenest moment. Your light shined brighter than you could even see. Mm -hmm. And that was the thing. Like, D.C., for example, you worked part-time when I first became the director of the program. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I had to figure out a way to get you full-time. Yeah. Because I know I already had C-Dub. And I'm like, man, the things that they could do together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I could, all, I could already see it in action and the personality yep. and how you engaged and mm -hmm. uh, got the kids' attention. And so mm -hmm. it was just about... You know, just playing with Plato, making it all work. Yeah, right, right. And see, for history's sake, Peely was not my boss at the very beginning. We were uh, working together in tandem. So I was doing case management slash counseling with the youth, um, and she was in charge of all of the youth. Um, C Dub was, and and DC was. So we we again had to work together because my job would not work. If I could not get in contact with Peely or I couldn't figure out whose levels was this and, you know, if they, what were, they were doing in school. Yes, right. what they were doing in school. 
And all the different entities, I could not do my job without them, even though Peely was not my supervisor. Uh, I did leave this place and <laughs> came back to it uh, while I was in grad school. So I was thankful for that experience. I held down two part-time jobs. Um, and in order to go to grad school, because I left one job that was wearing me out, like Peely was saying she had an experience where she thought she was going to be six feet under, she kept working in social services. That was the job I left in order to work two part-time jobs and go to grad school. Uh, so I love the experience coming back, working PRN part-time with Peely being in my leadership at that time. Uh, so she just kind of let me do what I needed to do. <laughs> she, I didn't have much, you know, she, she hey, she worked here before. So <laughs> I just kind of created, you know, some things for the kids to do that, you know, were not in school. So I had a really good time working PRN and part-time under that leadership and taking them places during the summer and trying to get enrichment, educational enrichment, things like that. So I still enjoyed my time there until I left and went to Virginia. So yes, good good points, everybody. And again, you can tell from this recording that we do have very much good love for each other. <laughs> At first, <laughs> I don't think it was the same back in 2008. <laughs> Because we were tired. All of us were really tired. And patience was very thin dealing with the population that we were dealing with. You know, when I look at this table, treatment was, is represented. Mm -hmm. Residential director is represented. And education is represented. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we have different focuses represented at this table mm -hmm. and us still being connected today mm -hmm. is an example of I think the sincere respect that we have for one another mm -hmm. even though we've taken different paths that we still come back together and, and keep in contact mm -hmm. so yeah yeah yes it was a collaborative approach Truly, mm -hmm. truly it was. I think that was part of that contract, collaborative. <laughs> 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 it was yes. Yeah. We were in a collaborative yeah. contract. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what paid the bills. Mm -hmm. And you know, one of the focuses that the agency that I'm working on right now, they're talking about psychological safety. And I think we all at this table had a sense of safety with one another whether mm -hmm. it was work or even family we had that mutual respect and it was safe mm -hmm. and when you feel right. safe with somebody mm -hmm. you'll go to the moon and back for them because mm -hmm. there's been some crisis situations where i look back and i said oh i'm so glad pete lee was there yeah. i'm so glad yeah uh, Ashley was there yeah uh, cp was there yeah uh, c-dub was there yes yeah. because if you don't feel safe then I don't know that we could have executed right. the way that we needed to. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. And just knowing that you guys were going to be safe at the end of the day, too. Mm -hmm. yep. So we, we know that in certain situations, like case in point, being in the grass at 3 a.m. with one student. Looking, or at, one, a, looking at the moon. You know, looking at, yes, <laughs> while, while he is crisscross Indian. Uh, we got a crisscross <laughs> applesauce in the grass. And I have my truck pulled up next to him, just sitting there, you know, 10, 11 o'clock. 
Midnight pass, one o'clock pass, and we're just all sitting there. I don't think I made it to class that next morning, but 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 uh, C Dub did. Yeah. I did. Did you too. make it too? I did okay, too. I was the one that didn't I make did it. Too. I didn't make it because you know Thanks we had no. Still graduated. Yes. It was, <laughs> yes. That semester was rough. That semester was very rough. That's when five hour energy just came out. And I said, <laughs> Let me just go to the Mapco. Right. Woo. Mandated overtime. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. though we were salaried we individuals, y'all. Salary individuals not getting that money. I think that was the week of finals. Mm. It was rough. Yes, it was very rough. And I remember it like yesterday. And I think that kind of ruminates in my mind because we were there together. And then one person left us and we were trying to figure out where he was going, uh, who worked with us. And so he was like, deuces out of here. But that's just what happens when you work in those type of environments right. where you do have people who just are not as invested or don't worry about as much as everybody else. They'll look and be like, oh, you got it. I'm out. Right. You know, instead of be like, oh, see, Doug, what you need? Like, you got some notes or something I need to do while you sitting out here in the grass. You know, you got something I need to check on somebody's bedtime. What money? Yes, pass medication while you out here. Somebody else bleeding. Nine one one situation. <laughs> I'll do that for you. I'll take over. So that's kind of like what we did for each other. Sometimes it was our job, and sometimes it wasn't our job. But that's just what you do in social services. So you you just kind of be about it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and yeah. we went the extra mile whenever it called for for the client. Yeah. For the youth. Oh, yeah. Well, and just like when we were working with the kids, I mean, we tried to provide hope. Yeah. You know, because a hopeless person is one of the most dangerous people mm-hmm. uh, there is. Uh, but from whence we came, where yeah. are we today, looking back, there were yeah. times where we didn't even think we could get out of the situation. Oh, yeah. We're in the midst of 2020 with all this COVID. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, Questionable yeah. leadership. Yeah. The highest <laughs> position in, in the country. And, right. Uh, right. You know, next year this time we'll be looking at from whence we came. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, I think that, that yeah. right there is a is a snap mm-hmm. all around the world. Yes. So I, I agree. both therapists uh we're acting therapists i didn't think i was gonna be here ever it took me years to get licensed so it it was just a a hard go but both of us are licensed and yes 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 and have uh some goals to stay licensed (laughs) (laughs) and do what we need to do yes it took too long to get here with a lot of money Right. So, yes, yes. So, we have two people in leadership. You're in leadership as well, still. I'm an inventory control specialist. Okay. Yeah. All right. She still controls stuff. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm influencing. It's a natural skill. I'm influencing the movement of that whole warehouse. Right. It's a movement. Right. And yes. one of the questions you asked earlier yeah. about what are our future goals. Mm-hmm. My goal is to be the ops manager. Okay. In the next three years. Yeah. 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 I already see it coming. Yeah. See, you see it coming. We already know oh, it's yeah. coming. Yeah. Yeah. If not at the current place yeah. that I'm at, at somewhere mm-hmm. within the same organization. Well, I take mine back. I might change the <laughs> professions and go work for Pete Lee. Right. Yeah. 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 Look at that influence. Yeah. 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 Let's make some dollars oh, in here. Yes. Oh, man. I need look, look, look. Already I, saying, I think one of the most important things I want. <laughs> 
We're, we're networking at the time. <laughs> they are networking. Yeah, like, I know you can't see. You can't see, but they are like, networking. Go ahead, Ashley. With, like, the importance of meeting people where they are, whether it's a client, whether it's your coworker, whether mm-hmm. it's a boss, whatever. Um, in my current position, I'm now a supervisor. I supervise other therapists. Um, and you said being safe. Like, they want to feel safe when they come to you right. or if maybe they've messed up or they don't know what to do in a situation they want to be have a welcoming environment to be right. like i don't know what i'm doing i need some help and i feel like yeah. every one of us at this table felt safe enough yes to go yeah. to each other and i think mm-hmm. even with like the clients i remember the first client i took home on a home pass it was on my way home to kentucky mm-hmm. and um i didn't tell my parents i was doing it until yeah. i got home yeah and like the kiddo had actually been charged with attempted murder mm-hmm. but if you know the kid it's uh, not right. the kid yeah. and so it was just it's just another kid we're it's trying not to help. Yeah. What, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. It's it's like, what, what happened? Yeah, right. what happened? Yeah. yeah, what happened? And yeah, that that was our story. We we have come across oh, so God. many individuals that have these histories that when you see them, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe any of that. <laughs> On paper. On yeah. paper. Yeah. I yeah. cannot. Match up. I, no, it does not match up. And then, you know, a lot of times when I used to get those papers uh, in my office to tell me the history of these children, and I'm like, I don't even think I want to read that. Because right. I don't want to judge him. I don't right. want to judge him on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> true. There are, yes, true. And there are some that came to us. <laughs> and I was like, let me go back and read that paper wherever I can find it. Let me go back. There was uh, one contract that was very questionable with their kids. So it was like, you, they ran amok. So, yeah. And, you know, those, actually, those days are over. There's no more type residential like it was when we were working there's no collaborative there's no transition anything you know it used to be youth can get out of a youth detention center they can step down to a transition place there's no bars no you know it's not a jail situation they go back to a regular school or go to ged get job training those type things those type of programs kind of left over the years so we were really doing a work that was pivotal mm-hmm. in our community, in their communities too, because right. they came from all over the state. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, it's unfortunate that they don't exist anymore. They wouldn't a lot of money into it anymore in the state. So yeah. But I'll say, and maybe I'm being a little biased, but I'll stand on it. I think our program, not just the program, because the program can't be successful if you don't have the right people. One, as P. Lee started out and said, at leadership, mm-hmm. all the way down. And I tell you what, I think we were an excellent team. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that the team came after us. And it's not being mm-hmm. like <laughs> cocky or nothing mm-hmm. like that, but I think we had genuine hearts. Mm-hmm. We worked together as a team. We did whatever it took for the youth, for ourselves, for each other. Mm-hmm. And you just don't see that. Mm-hmm. You don't no. see it like, you know, turnover is so high. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, the youth would always say, well, um, uh, Miss D, you would come, you know, you, are you just here for a paycheck? And it'd be 12 Sorry o'clock not. at night. What you been? Yeah. Well, I'm picking you up from football practice on a right. day or going right. to a game. What you think? And I got a, a, a Toyota Camry sitting outside. <laughs> come on. Yo, Joe. Yeah. What a quiet time. <laughs> right. 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 Oh, Joe. 
Hubcap. No, 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 no. That Hubcap. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that that Hubcap fall off again? <laughs> Just forget about it. If you give it to Gary and the other yeah, no, or about the time you ran into the porch, or oh, oh, God. Wait, I don't remember that incident. About four thousand dollars worth of damage. Yes, at one of the programs. Yes, taking the youth to the grocery store hmm. and Uh-oh. back into the porch. Maybe you were supposed to know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. on call, but I wasn't. Right, right. You were, exactly. you were a first. <laughs> Before, yes, before their team at three. I'm sitting in my office 
It's getting dark outside. You know, summertime, it get dark later. So I'm sitting there like, God, y'all, like, they ain't back yet? And then people are frantic. Like, they got lost. And I'm like, what you mean? Y'all been there before? When they finally got there, it was something to 10. And everybody looked... So pitiful. It was my second day on the job. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, yes. yes. But she looks yeah. so good. Yes. 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 Whoa, I feel so sorry for y'all. Ooh. I feel sorry for Court for C because you know C Dub was well, he was too done. I almost, I almost quit my job that night. <laughs> Only reason I didn't because I was in grad school and I couldn't. <laughs> point. And I needed my. Oh, <laughs> so you get that extra hubcap. <laughs> that was a very traumatic experience. They gave an incentive back then too, didn't he? For every yes. Yeah. Yes, they used to. You know what, it? Wait, it was traumatic for you. Were you on the water? No. <laughs> She was on call. She, she had to write up all those and oh. make all those phone calls. And I got hung up on that night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, yes, yes, that was very, and I was still new to, to residential, that she program. I was too. Yeah. Yeah. I think I might have been yeah. calling you, CP. I like, was in the office, like, <laughs> looking down, like, what happened? They not I think it. it was you that actually made us realize that they were back. You was like, like, what's going on? I got a family service session at yeah. 3.30. And SH hit the fan for I'm pick yeah. up my kids. <laughs> my office is where I could look down. I was like, hey, it's quiet. Yeah. Like, where's everybody at? we yeah, well, ten people gone. Yes. <laughs> so then they got back, and they, I think they may have eaten. The kids wasn't really into eating because they were so sick. Um, and then the next day, I got back to work, and everything was so quiet. <laughs> Everybody was asleep. It's it's three in the afternoon. They still sleep. And I'm like, y'all okay? Man. <laughs> Let me tell you about Mr. C-Dub, man. <laughs> <laughs> man. So, y'all have to understand, y'all can't see. How, how tall are you? 6'4". Yes. Six four. yes. Yes. And I ain't going to tell you, but he a big boy. So. <laughs> yes. I mean, like solid. Yes. Like offensive lineman solid. Yes. 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 So for them to say, you know, Mr. C, yeah. Then made his pants and fell out. Yeah. Fell down. <laughs> then you yeah. knew it was serious. just said something when she was talking about the rules, right? One thing that I've learned in residential is the importance of structure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> structure. Even with us crossing over, C and I worked in adult services and residential programs before. Even though I was green, didn't know anything about MRDD and um, DIDD, mm-hmm. the ability to... to implement programs that had structure that carried over and that allowed us to be successful in that um area mm-hmm. of um residential but yeah mm-hmm. a lot of people didn't want to follow rules right. yeah and then yeah. When they didn't follow the rules to follow by what was that book called um what was that book the manual no, it was oh, the handbook? The, the handbook. handbook. Yeah, everything <laughs> in that handbook. The boys yeah. 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 But you saw over time, those that followed it, 
were successful. Mm-hmm. Not only were they successful, the, the, the youth were successful, the cottage ran well, yeah. Yeah. but those that thought they knew better than everybody else and veered away from the handbook yeah. and the yeah. structure of the program, yeah. They suffered. The youth suffered. Yes. So stayed on P one. Stay on P one. P one. And then when you really got low, you was a P zero. P zero. But yeah. But to see it work, to yeah. see it work by yeah. following the guidelines and yeah. like that's yeah. important. Yeah. Because they thrive on that structure. Mm-hmm. And just look at how it works in our personal lives. Yes. Uh, CP just took us on a tour of her beautiful home. And in one of her rooms, she has a big calendar on the wall mm-hmm. that organizes and structures her time. Yeah. Yeah. If we, we need it today. Yeah. 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 Kids Most need it. We all need we it. There all. has to be some sense of routine and order. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's all about doing things decent and in order. And decent, decent in order. order. Oh, I remember I read <laughs> kid, he was like, he fought the program so long, but when he came, like when he was coming to the end of his time there mm-hmm. and he was on the right track, he was like, I never knew how much I needed. He told me routine, structure, and consistency. Yep. Those three words. I'm like, yep. wait, you're a kid and you just said that? Yeah. Wow. And like he thought his way of life was amazing. And I don't yep. know the choices he made after he left, but he was successful because he realized I don't have this at home. Yeah. I don't have this here. Right. I need to learn yeah. this now. Take it yeah. with me. Yeah. Right. And hopefully the kiddos do mm-hmm. well. Yeah. yeah. We found that out a lot about um, yeah. most of our kids. Mm-hmm. We had some kids that would call back and be like, hey, y'all got a bed? Y'all got a space? <laughs> right. You know, because I want to come back. You know, I don't have those meals. You know, nobody's mm-hmm. cooking for me for Christmas and all this stuff. Or nobody's, Yeah, or be a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've had we had those type kids that called back and was like, let me back in. But some of our gang bangers. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, most definitely. It was safer, really, truly. Mm-hmm. It was safer for them to be there. Yeah. And then I know we were, they weren't our kids, but we truly were were our kids. kids. Yes. So I can feel real comfortable in saying this because I did meet with, and I can say this on the podcast because Granny was part of my guests. Um, I went to interview her in June about Johnny. So I can say that freely because we've done this before with her at her house. So she just said, if it wasn't for where we were and having Johnny in our program, that he would not have done as much stuff as he had did, he did before he passed away. So she just be like, I just man. At first, she was so hurt that he had to go, right. but then after a while, she's like, man, that was a lifesaver for right. him because he got to do so much. He did two tours in Iraq. Um, and he then came back and spoke to the yes, right. came back to the program, spoke to it. Um, he was not a fan of P. Lee whatsoever <laughs> at all until he came back. Until he came back. Until he came back. Yeah, I have a letter still framed by him. Yeah, yeah, I have um, a poem that he wrote. I still have it in in my closet up here, so it'll come. It'll follow me for the rest of my days because I felt like again he was our kid. Right. Um, and, and a personal invitation to his graduation. Yes. Yeah. He, he was there twice. He was yeah. there, he yeah. left, and he came back. Came back. Yeah. Came back, graduated with all A's and B's. Played mm-hmm. soccer. Played soccer. Tutored. Yeah. Yes. On campus. Yeah. Other Most mm-hmm. definitely. And to the point where she was telling me that he ended up getting some life insurance while he before he went to mm-hmm. Iraq. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was married, had two kids. And when he came back, he never did um, close the life insurance. So um, mm. he had, 
he was doing a fire, he was going to be a firefighter, but he had passed his test to be an EMT, so he was doing both. Mm. And then when he passed away, they realized that he still had the life insurance that he signed over when he first went to Iraq. So that was able to take care of his kids. Um, his grand, his granny was able to um, buy a house, or buy, buy a land, a house on it, so that she can take care of the kids that he has. So that's just one of those things, like if he were not with us, would that have happened? No. So even though he passed. How many people are impacted? Yeah. 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 And I remember the conversation I had with him when he called to ask to come speak to the guys. Uh, And the thing he talked about most was accountability. Because the first time that he came to the program, he just breezed through, completed it in record Mm -hmm. time, went home and failed. Yep. And it was because of the lack of accountability. Yep. And then you, P. P Lee was bringing the wood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Taking him, bringing him back. He was so quiet. He was so quiet. And I I left him alone. I didn't say nothing. And he came back. And hey, he was on P1. (laughs) Maybe P0. And that was worked his way back up. That was it. Yeah. But what if you don't have somebody holding you accountable? Mm -hmm. Even in the work that we do today. Mm hmm. Staff, co-workers yeah. Yeah. have a hard time um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, having accountability. Yeah, true. Because we know we we had some situations where Pee Lee had to fire some staff, you know, right. for for some ignorant stuff they were doing. <laughs> to us, it's like, dang, you, why would you do that? Right. And to them, it was like they were part like the kids right. or something. Okay. You know? Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna use a personal testimony. <clears throat> This one hurt y'all. <laughs> Pete Lee probably know where I'm going. But I got wrote up. <laughs> what you get wrote up I for, DC? Oh, I got wrote up. And I did not want to hear it. I'm like, I bust my tail. But you know what? It was that accountability. Because... <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, God. I remember, I y'all. I do. Yes. Oh, because I forgot. We had a new youth. I'll never forget this, but it oh, taught me something. I, <laughs> she she told me what I needed to do before I left, for the left that night. You know, and in our role, we had to make sure that it was secure. The campus was secure before we left. And I, she asked me to take a welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Lessons learned. So I cried, y'all. Y'all know I'm not too emotional, right? But it hurt me to my core. Yeah. And it hurt me after the fact because I felt like I let her down. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was that accountability, even though that I knew that she loved me and supported me and believed in me and was, and was uplifting me. I didn't do what I said I was going to do, what mm-hmm. I was supposed to do. And she held me accountable, <laughs> even though it hurt. Hell, I think she cried, too. It's going to hurt me more than her. That's what mama thought. But what I learned from that, one, you do what you say you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two, we go back to that time management. And then she held me accountable. Yeah. And yeah. as much as that hurt, and I still remember to this day, it taught me a lesson. And it made me stronger. But wonder if she wouldn't have held me accountable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
you know? Yeah, a lot of us, a lot of us, uh, I think you had that incident. I think my first, my first on call, I had an incident Mm-mm. with Peely. She was not my boss, but she was on call. Oh, and... Yeah. And this was before we had first on call and second on call. Uh-oh. So That's I when had you look and see who's who your on call person is yeah. and be like, oh, oh man. Yeah, <laughs> why can't have nobody easy this time? It's Peely. <laughs> if I got a staff issue, I quit. <laughs> so she going in. <laughs> I don't know what to do. What you want me to do with? Should I call? I don't know. Should I call? Yes, exactly. We we'll call everybody else before we call. Trying to brainstorm. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me process this real quick. Let me process this. Really and then I'm gonna call. And then I'm gonna call on call. Then I'm gonna call. Wait, 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 wait. Now what you say? What do I need to tell her? What do I need to tell her? What if she says this? So, <laughs> yeah, so my first on call was a mess. I had a I had a staff member that was working the cottage and he just decided that he wasn't gonna work no more, so he quit in the middle of the shift. And I was like, what do I do? I called Billy. I was like, one of your staff members didn't quit. <laughs> she was like, I'm having breakfast. <laughs> or whatever when I go to them with a the problem I'm not going to report the problem but if I'm bringing it to them I'm, yes. oh yeah, <laughs> yeah okay definitely. so and then this has happened yeah but but yes I think we can uh, resolve rectify yes. this issue by such and such, such yes or I already yes. handled it right yeah yes. or I've already like, handled it you, you, know. you know yeah that, was, that was the power of supervision, though. Yes. yes. We yeah. met weekly to process things and come up. Yeah. 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 And you know, for all of those years from, yeah, from 94 oh, to wow. 2016, I have every supervision note. Wow. Hey, I, I had notes. I like I, That was my time. You I love supervision. Yeah. And then the folders. Y'all remember my colorful folders? Oh, yeah. You <laughs> coordinate. Yeah. 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 And that was just I, so put, I put my... Yeah, yeah. So, and that, which is funny because you know, as we were getting licensed or whatever, we had to have weekly supervision. Mm-hmm. I hadn't had a supervision since like that mm-hmm. until until I started working on licensure for being a therapist. So. You know, she was, she was, 
on point with the weekly supervisions. And I would say I learned more from her than I did my clinical supervisor that I was doing weekly mm. supervision with. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. You. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I that's name my clinical supervisor. But yeah. Yeah. So that's I mean that's saying something because that's mm-hmm. clinical for mm-hmm. for licensure. Mm-hmm. But that's saying a whole that was like lot. A dedicated time. Like yeah. you had crisis stuff that come. You know, you might be walking down and doing team or whatever. But that was our time. Mm-hmm. Like you know, brainstorming about this. Oh yeah, processing. What about this? Yeah. I never had so many lists in all my life. Oh my god. Did <laughs> I mark them off? Yes. Yeah. One at a time. Yeah. You yeah. don't want to not mark them off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then prioritize, <laughs> right? Yeah. I learned how to prioritize uh-huh. because. You have a to-do list that's, I don't know, Always 10, 15, 20, yeah. yeah. And you're like, okay, well, let's prioritize. Which which one of these needs to be moved up to the top? Mm-hmm. Which one can mm-hmm. wait? Mm-hmm. What's, is there a safety concern? Of yes. course, safety yes. is at the top. Yes. And then, yep. Most definitely. So, crazy. Yeah. But see, you, you guys don't realize the strength that I got from you guys. Like, mm-hmm. seriously, y'all talking about what I did. It's what you all did for me. To keep that cycle going, that's that's how it is. Yeah. That's how it was. That's how it still is. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna say this too because that made me think of something. When you have a leader that you know advocates for you, mm-hmm. has your back, and meetings or sitting at the table that you're not even at, yeah. but you know, hey, this is a decision that I made. This is why I made it, and your boss backs you up right. and a go to. It makes you that that psychological safety. Mm-hmm. I know I can perform. Mm-hmm. I'm doing the best that I can do mm-hmm. now. What would Peely do? Mm-hmm. What has she coached us to do? Mm-hmm. And then when it's questioned, she would go to bat for us and say, da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. A lot of times it wouldn't even get back to us. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. I think the same, because she was not my immediate boss the first time. But I could, I, again, we had to talk. Because, again, all of us were connected in what mm-hmm. we did. Yeah. So we, ha- I had to talk to her about what was happening, and there, like, there are times where she had to go to bed on my end, you know, mm-hmm. or just she'll just say something to relieve my anxiety from the big boss, mm-hmm. you know. So that helped out a whole lot because I'm like, I know I did what I was supposed to do, and these people are being a little bit too anal about certain things, mm-hmm. and I know people be like, I don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm I like, I'm good. I'm good. I am good. Yes, I am good. So, so I have to share, I'm a, a warm and fuzzy. Yes. <clears throat> you know, when we started, we talked about, you know, seeing each other grow and mature mm-hmm. into our roles, but then we also seen each other through, you know, losses and stuff. One of the things that I think that touched my heart the most, and I will still, excuse me, hold dear to me today, is that my parents always heard about pain. I mean, pee, pee, yeah. pee. They always heard about pee. But to have my father and my mother, she's still living, but to have my father meet her yes. and speak so highly of her yeah. and have a good time, that meant a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 We cut up that night. Yeah. That was, that was nice. <laughs> um, yeah. Because, you know, you have those healthy boundaries, but mm-hmm. when you spend time with your work family more than you do your own family. Yeah, true. True. Um, now, not everybody that you work with, you want to hang out with. No. Nope. Right. No, but when there's that safe, healthy mm-hmm. working relationship and to share another part of you, which makes you you, mm-hmm. with, you know, well, who is this lady? I've heard mm-hmm. so much about yeah. her. Yeah. And yeah. then to meet her, that meant a lot to me. Yeah. And, and I, I will say, my work. and I think I've told you this before, DC, 
you were the first person that I worked with that I allowed into sure my did. home. Yeah. Yep. 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 So I just thought that it wasn't yep. uh -huh. wise to mm -hmm. mix personal right. and business yeah. together. And I was just so... Mm -hmm. And look yeah, at us today. Yeah, look at I, us know. Today. I know. I know. <laughs> they still. Yeah. <laughs> the kids called it. Anyway. <laughs> so anyway. They might have a lot of stuff, but they were wise. Yes. The kids. Okay, so I'm gonna wrap this on up and say. If you had to speak to someone who is 25 years old entering into this field, what would you say to them? I would say you can't save everybody. And don't come mm. into a, the situation thinking that you can save the world, world. Because I think that's the biggest misconception mm -hmm. that people come into this field thinking that they can save everybody. The only thing you can do, really, is put it out there. Hopefully, they'll take it. Mm-hmm. Plant a seed. Plant a seed. I mean, do your job, do everything you can on your end, and just realize that you can't save everybody. I mean, your goal is to help as many as you can, but mm -hmm. you can't save everybody. And don't feel bad when you don't mm -hmm. save yeah. everybody. I mean, because yeah. some people it just takes a little longer for that flower to grow. Yeah. So. True. 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 I would say, do the work. Piggybacking off of what C said, because there's many nights that I went home crying. Because I felt like I wasn't able, to, we used to facilitate groups. And I used to feel like I didn't reach everyone or they didn't get the message or mm -hmm. that they were still stuck. But knowing you plant the seed, you, you, you do the work and you plant the seed. If you do the work and you feel good about the work, even though it hurts, you just have to trust the process and hope mm -hmm. that you can reach. Um, and then... Uh, I think, again, a testament to all of us here tonight is that uh, nurture your, your relationships. Like, these, everybody at this table has helped me in some stage, um, texting me, checking on me, just making sure I'm in the land of the living, mm -hmm. even after we stop working. Mm -hmm. um, but just being grateful for the experience. I think that's it. And then knowing that even after you leave the field, just because you're not like in social services, like P. Lee started out, you can still help people. You can mm -hmm. still be impactful. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's 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 what I would take away. Mm -hmm. And just enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. Because it is one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you, Ash? Dave said a lot. Um, I think I'd also add, like, don't be afraid to make mistakes because yeah, you're right. going to make mistakes. Right. Yes. And it doesn't mean you're a failure. It just means that you're growing. Yeah. Yes. Um, and that's such a hard She's concept. Uh -huh. <laughs> such a hard concept to learn, like, when you're in, like, the thick of it. But, like, mm -hmm. looking back, like, man, I made so many mistakes. Yeah. I was taught what to do differently. Mm -hmm. I grew from that. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm a better person because of right. it. Mm -hmm. right. And take yeah. care of yourself. Oh, oh yeah. That's the big thing. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 Take care of yourself. Yeah. How can you help somebody else if you're not taking care of yourself? Yeah. That's it. Well said. Any words that you would say, Come on, Haley, for someone who is 25 years old just entering into this field? Yeah, just piggybacking off of what Ashley said, knowing your own worth, yes. knowing your own self. Yeah. Being true to yourself, 
and also not shying away from when your toes are stepped on or whatever you're faced with a client that's bringing up all your issues. Mm -hmm. That's a time for you to heal and self-reflect because if you're willing to go through that, that's where all the growth occurs, not only for you, but for your clients as well. So uh, don't shy away from the storm because the sunshine is coming. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, the sunshine is coming, you guys. And we know that, again, self-care is one of the things that we hone in. It's not just a buzzword in the Mm -hmm. past recent five years. It's just that we've just started really learning Mm -hmm. that in our 20s, it was very imperative that we take care of ourselves. In our 30s, is you know, imperative, and even older, when we get older, <laughs> you start to feel <laughs> a little bit yes, more. Yes, that's when you start, you be like, no, I gotta take, I gotta take medicine, you know, for, for different and various things, Blood. yes, blood pressure, anxiety, all, anxiety. <laughs> yes, like all those things that you start to notice, um, you know, and, and taking care of yourself, y'all, at, at any age, it's, it's never too late to really start, but you know, you don't want something to start, you know, hollering at you and <laughs> your body. Check in, when you like, come on. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Time for service. Yes. Yes. You you don't want those moments. Those moments have come for all of us. And mm-hmm. I know when we were working together, it came for me in a couple of times. Right. Yeah. Uh, dealing, with, uh, dealing with client death, uh, dealing with um, just... Mm-hmm. Working with other anxious people, being on the road a lot, um, having just a lot of stuff during the recession put on you. Um, but yes, taking care of yourself is one of those main things, no matter what you do, because life is going to happen while you're trying to help other people. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I appreciate you guys. So CWDC, Ashley, and P. Lee, I appreciate you so yeah. much for coming over, for doing the group projects. A lot of this I'm gonna have to edit, <laughs> but it's all good. Yeah, so hopefully you have a gang of good colleagues or old colleague friends that you can hang out with and talk to, and you know keep up with and all that type of stuff. That who are your supports throughout the years? Y'all take care. Bye. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another session of Hashtag Get Naked Therapist. Did you know you can connect with your host, LPC Chris? Leave a voice message on the Anchor app, Facebook at LPC Chris, or email at getnakedtherapist at gmail.com. Be sure to reach out with feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Yes, it was very serious. So I was very concerned about them. They, I think they were in for a good 24 hours. Being very quiet. Yes, it was very quiet. Never seen the cottage that quiet ever. And never since. So, yeah, yeah. But the, we had somebody else that had an incident there with her Kroger bag on her head. So, this person... Kroger <laughs> bag? She looked at it. Somebody who used to work there... <laughs> Who had just got our hair done. <laughs> and we took the kids to the canoe trip. <laughs> and she, she was like, I'm not getting my hair wet. <laughs> she had her hair up in the grown bag. <laughs> this is pre-COVID? So I think I do. And I flipped over. <laughs>
bottle and just dripping off that thing.